Hi, folks. This is Michael, and welcome to the Blood Walk. And uh, before you listen to this, if you have not listened to the previous podcast, which is called The Root of David, What Is It? Um, you need to go back and listen to that. There is, it's, it, if you receive that word, what is the root of David? If you receive that, oh, people, you are going to be catapulted into the kingdom of heaven. You really, really, really are. This, this, this is the way that was lost. The fear of God was the way that was lost. The fear of God is the stone that the builders rejected. The fear of God is the tried stone, the cornerstone. You get it? It is the stone that the builders rejected. Everything fits together in the fear of God. All right, now then. When you have obtained this, and then you go back and you look at Paul, all right, now then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up something to you real quick here. It is the fear of God, people, that drives out the strong man. Go back and remember, recall the story of Yahshua when he's talking about that. But unless somebody stronger comes, you know, it takes somebody stronger than the strong man that's already there to drive him out. But when that strong man is driven out, all his little buddies are driven out with him. Well, people... It is the fear of God that delivers you from this. Um, as I was saying, the fear of God is embedded, literally embedded into the name of Yahshua. I mean, his name is the fear of God. Once you understand, it's like Yahshua himself, right? Uh, the, the name. He will save his people from their sins. He will save his people. How does that happen? That happens in the fear of God when the strong man, the evil one, is driven out of you. He has no more influence. He has, and I'll tell you what, folks, when it happened to me, I had so much identification with that strong man. I, 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 I thought it was me. I really did. And when God drove him out, I'm sitting there for a while afterwards. And, and you know, you, this was 30 years ago, right? And I'm sitting there afterwards and I'm going, man, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know who I am. So much of, what I thought was me, man, was a shade in the shadow, and it just got driven out, right? And so it's kind of like, whoa, here is the beginning of Michael all over again, and it happened in the fear of God, right? But like I say, once you understand this, that the fear of God drives out the strong man, then you go back and you take a look at this dribble in the Pauline epistles about how they are having an eternal war, right, against the carnal nature, you know, uh, carnal mind, you know, sins of the flesh, all this kind of BS and garbage. In the fear of God, people, in the fear of, if you reject the fear of God, you're going to be fighting that carnal nature for the rest of your life, and you will lose, and you will lose bad, right? But in the fear of God, that sucker is destroyed. He is driven out of you, and this, this, you see, this is the vision I have for America. This is the vision I have for my people. This is the vision I have for my nation, is that they would receive that stone that the builders rejected, that they would receive the fear of God, and that damnable swamp would be driven out of our nation permanently, forever, destroyed, obliterated, pulverized, crushed, turned to powder and dust. And in the fear of God, that is exactly what is going to happen to D.C. That is exactly what is going to happen to the swamp. That is exactly what is going to happen to the cabal. These people will flee in terror for their very lives when the fear of God comes upon America. It surely will. 
They surely will, and I get so excited about that. You know, and yet at the same time, I get kind of frustrated because I understand that Christians have received this thing called grace, right? And, and I, I apologize to you if this is offensive to you, Christian. I really do. However, that spirit of grace that is over Christianity quenches, utterly quenches the Holy Spirit, quenches the Holy Spirit, quenches the need for obedience, totally removes from you any any concept of imminent destruction, totally removes it from you. He totally perverted the message of the Lamb, absolutely obliterated, butchered it, and you cannot recognize the Lamb of God in the writings of Paul. Impossible. Impossible. So anyway, like I say, in the fear of God, when you obtain this, when you receive it, Looking at Paul is not going. It is it, it, not going to freak you out because you are going to see that this guy is the son of destruction. He is the son of perdition. You're going to see that because now you have a clear contrast: light and dark, truth and error. And you are going to know the truth. You are going to know the truth. And the truth, people, is the fear of God. And the fear of God is going to set you free. It's going to set you free. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just a one-time thing. Every time, you see, this is why you want obedience. This is why you want a heart that's, that obeys, a heart that hears and obeys, that hears and does the word. Because if you do, this is where Yahshua said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And if you obey my commands, I will come and manifest myself to you. This is not just a one-time thing, Right? It, like I say, if you guys have listened to any of the podcasts where I'm going through and talking to you about the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the manifestation of Yahshua in this feast, in this feast, right? So the fear of God comes to fulfill the Feast of Unleavened Bread within you, right? And this is what is going to make your journey through the wilderness epically successful, epically successful you will be astounded and amazed when you cross the other side you with boots on the ground with boots on the ground you know you're not going to be dead and moldy in the grave when you cross the other side and you enter the promised land you're going to be alive and well anyway anyway so it's like once you see this people once you see and obtain the fear of god you will be able to look at matthew mark look and john and see the tree of life when you obtain the fear of God, you're going to see the tree of life in these books. It doesn't mean you're there yet, but you can see it. You'll see it. And when you look over at Paul, you are going to see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it is black and ugly and gnarly. And if you eat it, you will die because it quenches and it chases away the fear of God. Right In the fear of God, you are going to understand your salvation ain't free at all. It's not a freebie. It costs everything. And in that experience, in the fear of God, like I was telling you back in 1991, okay, a little detail, right? That's over in the, in, in, in the second podcast, the fear of God and the strong man, but it's a little detail I did not bring up yesterday, right? And that little detail is this, as you are beholding the light of the living God, the light of creation, all right, it is all or nothing, all or nothing. This is absolutely all or absolutely nothing. And so you most definitely, before God himself, 
You choose all, like that song, I Surrender All. You do. This is the moment when you do. And this is the moment when you are filled. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that before this, you cannot have something like speaking in other tongues. It doesn't mean that. Yes, you can. However, that is the Holy Spirit with you, but not within you. All right? That's when you're speaking with tongues of angels and tongues of men. But in the Holy Spirit, it is the word of truth. It is the tongue of truth, right? The tongue of truth, right? This is, this is not angels and men. This is the tongue of truth, absolute truth in the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens in the fear of God. Apart from the fear of God, yes, you, you can still have tongues, but they are still subject to the tree within you, which is a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All right? Just factor that into your thinking and ponder that for a little bit. Right? You want the spirit within you to be speaking out of the tree of life. These are the words of Yahshua. These are his words. These don't belong to Paul. They belong to Yahshua. That's why Peter said, right, in, uh, was it John 6, right, when Yahshua says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you do not have life in you. And most of his disciples turned around and walked away. They could not fathom what he had just said, right? They couldn't fathom it. So Yahshua turns to the 12, are you going to leave too? And Peter says, where shall we go, master? You are the only one with the words of eternal life. Where would we go? Right? We want you. So anyway, anyway, you know, I'll tell you something. For the past few days, for the past few days, this expression has been coming to me from the Holy Spirit as, as I'm thinking about Christians. And this is the phrase that comes, Thou art snared, O Christian, by the words of your mouth. Now, what do you suppose the Holy Spirit means when he says, you are snared, O Christian, by the words of your mouth? When you consider, when you consider what comes out of the mouth of every single Christian is that the law was put away at the cross, all right? This is a bald-faced lie. It is a massive insult to the living God. They don't understand that, but it is. It is a mega insult to all of heaven to say that the law or the Torah was put away at the cross, especially when you consider that the cornerstone, the tried stone, the chief stone, that stone of stumbling, that rock of offense is the absolute first. You know, it is the chief. It is the supreme instruction of God himself of God himself, right? And it's like, again, Deuteronomy, you know, and what is required of you, O Israel, but to fear, but to fear Yahweh, your God, so that you will walk in his ways, all right? When you see this is the very first thing that God ever required of man, ever, the first thing, and the biggest thing he ever required is the one thing that man rejected. It's the one thing that he threw away. It was. It is the sole cause for the utter destruction of Israel and Judah. 
is because they rejected the fear of God. And when they rejected the fear of God, that's when they began to refuse to obey his voice. That's when they perverted his commandments. They perverted his Torah and turned it into a lie. Same thing that Christians have done. They don't know it. They don't understand it. And neither did the Jews before them. But when you kick the fear of God out of your doctrine, out of your religion, you're dead. You're just dead. Total dead. Dark. There's nothing there. If you want to see a magnificent picture of the work of the fear of God, open the first page of the book. The first page of the book, people. You know, and, and again, try and see it like this. My soul was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of my deep. All right, and the Holy Spirit was brooding over me. All right, and God said, Light be, and light is. And God separated the light from the darkness. People, that is a that is the picture of the fear of God. First day of creation, what does he show you and what does he demonstrate to you? But the fear of God and why you need it desperately. Why you desperately need it because the fear of God is going to separate the light and the dark and the fear of God is going to put you over with the light right? But the lack of the fear of God is going to keep you over there with the night, with the dark, with the dead. Without the fear of God, there is no life. There's animation. And right now in Christianity, you got a nice counterfeit, but you haven't got the real thing. I mean, you think about it. You think about what Christians got in lieu of the fear of God. They got grace. <laughs> they got grace, which is like this veil that, that it's, it's a veil, it's a wet blanket, it quenches the fire of God, people, because in grace there is no accountability, there is no responsibility, you know, in, 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 they say grace supersedes the authority of the living God, which is the fear of God, which is the Torah, the stone that the builders rejected. That is the fear of God. And Paul claims that was put away at the cross. And now you wonder, gee, why have Christians been stuck in darkness and lies and apostasy for 2,000 years? They gave the fear of God to boot when they began to follow after Paul. Well, you don't need the fear of God. All you got to do is believe Jesus existed and now you're saved, which is the biggest ball of bullshit to ever come down the pike. I should tell you clear and plain, man, that guy never knew the Son of God. He never knew him, ever. If he had, he wouldn't have spent so much time preaching about the carnal nature. The only reason why he had a carnal nature is because he fled the fear of God. I and again, you go back and you take a look at what happens in the book of Acts, right, with Paul's testimony. Now, I tell you truly, people, that the fear of God is eyesight to the blind, and yet the entity that Paul met blinded him. Just the opposite. He cast him into darkness. Yahshua brings you into the light. The entity that Paul met sent him into darkness, blindness, put scales on his eyes, right? 
He had scales. Where do you think scales come from? They come from serpents. They come from serpents. They don't come from flesh and blood. And in the fear of God, you're never going to have to worry about this claptrap called, oh, the sins of the flesh, right? Oh, the works of the flesh. You're going to find out in a heartbeat, man, this is just felonious, Gnostic BS in the fear of God. That stuff's driven out, man. You go back and you read 1 John. You know where he's saying, you know, fathers, I have written to you. Sons, I have written to you, right? Children, I have written to you. And everything John is saying about what he wrote to the fathers, the sons, and the children, right? All of it had to do with, for you have overcome the evil one. For you've overcome the evil one. Who was the evil one? It was the strong man. How did they overcome? They received the fear of God. That's how they overcame, right? The contrast between John and Paul is stark, and yet, and yet Christians have tried to mix the two because they did not understand who the Son of God is. They did not understand. They did not have it experientially. You cannot obtain the fear of God through your intellect. You can't. You can only obtain the fear of God when you are screaming the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. Right? That's why his name is above all names. That's why at his name, every knee will bow. Every knee. Because he is the fear of God. He is that light of creation. That's who he is. That is embedded and that fills that name. Man, don't you want a revelation of the Son of God? Oh, people, you won't get a bigger one than the fear of God. It is the beginning. And let me tell you something. Yahshua says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, or I am the Aleph and the Tav. Let me tell you exactly what this is, right? It is, it is the Aleph or the Alpha is the fear of God. And the omega, the top, is the glory of God. All right? You need the fear of God to obtain the glory of God. Without the fear of God, no man shall see his glory. No man shall dwell or abide anywhere near that without the fear of God. You can't. Not possible. So when you have the fear of God, the Aleph bursts forth in you in the light of God, like what I was describing to you, right? When that happens to you, people, you have set your feet on a journey to the glory of God. This is your destination in the fear of God. Your destination is the glory of God. It is the glory of God. Why would you not cry out with this with all your being? Chase him down. Ask him. And I'll tell you what, you know, if you guys are a little unsure about this, you shouldn't be. But if you are, you go and you ask your Heavenly Father, is Michael giving us the word of truth here? And you wait upon him to tell you. You wait upon him for the confirmation because I want to tell you something. There's only one way you're ever going to learn, only one way you are ever going to know whether or not what I'm telling you is the truth from God or whether what I'm giving you is the BS from men, and that is to do it. That's the only way you will ever no, is to cry out to him for this, to ask him for it. Ask, seek, knock. When Yahshua gave his disciples that instruction, he was telling them to ask for the fear of God, to seek the fear of God, to knock on the doors of heaven until they got it, right? Seek first the fear of God and his righteousness. 
Think of the righteousness that will come and fill you in the fear of God. This is where Yahshua is saying, Blessed are they who hunger and blessed are they who thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be filled, right? Or when he says, Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Or blessed are the humble, for yours is the fear of God. Yours is the reign of God within you. This is Emmanuel, people. This is Emmanuel. This is the covenant. God says in Isaiah concerning his son, I will give you as a covenant to the people. Now you know. Who is he giving? He is giving the fear of God as the covenant. This is the new covenant. This is the word. This is the way that flipped the world upside down. Uh, under the likes of Peter, James, and John, these 12, these 12, the apostles of the Lamb. And what did the Lamb come preaching? Seek ye first the fear of God and his righteousness. That was the message the apostles preached, and that's what their disciples did. All right? They received the fear of God, and the world was flipped upside down. Ponder these things. Ponder them. Think about them. Dream about them. Mull it over. Do not run away from this. Run to it. Don't flee the light. Run to the light. All right? It is your life. It is your life.